morning. Welcome everyone, glad you're here today. As we begin worship, I'd like to ask everyone to please stand and join me in reading scripture uh, from the overhead screens. Um, it says 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 5 through 15. For we are not proclaiming ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, Let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of God's glory in the face of Jesus Christ. Now we have this treasure in clay jars, so that this extraordinary power may be from God and not from us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not abandoned. We are struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry the death of Jesus in our body, so that the life of Jesus may also be displayed in our body. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that Jesus' life may also be displayed in our mortal flesh, so then death is at work in us, but life in you. And since we have the same spirit of faith in keeping with what is written, I believe, therefore, I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. For we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you. Indeed, everyone is for your benefit, so that as grace extends through more and more people, it may cause thanksgiving to increase to the glory of God. Amen. And that's what we've gathered to do, to increase thanksgiving to God's glory. Let's sing together. Let's sing this together. I'll bless your name, O God. I'll bless your name, O God, each day that I Dawn to setting sun, your greatness I'll proclaim. Your glory far exceeds all human thought. So with each breath I'll bless your name, O God. Your name will be revered by children yet to come. As Sing the wonders you have done. Your strong and mighty deeds are always near. O oh God, most high, your name will be revealed. How great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. How great is the to find the helpless and 
tribe, tongue, and nation would join in worshiping Jesus Christ. And so let's, let's pray, let's sing that together.
have a seat and listen to the choir sing.
blessed with a talented group of musicians, singers. If you're not already worshiping and just filled up right now, we need to call 911 because thank you all. You're amazing. Well, we're glad that you're here today to worship and praise uh, the Lord with us. Uh, if you're not in person, if you're online, we would certainly invite you to come and join us um, to worship with us in person if you're available, if you're in northern Kentucky, or if you're just in the area of visiting, uh, come join us on Sunday mornings, maybe while you visit uh, the museums or the other great things that we have around this area. If you're a first-time guest, we'd like to ask you to fill out a Connect card. There's a couple ways of doing that. We have on the, the back of the pews some QR codes that you can scan with your phone, and that'll open up a Connect card for you. If you uh, don't like to do that type of thing, we have paper copies of Connect cards that are available at the Next Steps desk. And the Next Steps desk is located out the center, double doors, immediately to your left, uh, you can go there after worship, and there'll be somebody there with a big smile to welcome you and take your information and give you information as well. So we'd like to encourage you to do that. And if you're a first-time guest, you even get a gift. So I'm not really sure what that gift is, but I'm sure it's awesome, and you need to get it if you're a first-time guest. Well, uh, as we say often here, you know, God has uniquely gifted every follower of Christ to glorify him. So our mission here at Hebrew Baptist is to fulfill the Great Commission by proclaiming the gospel, uh, teaching the Bible, discipling believers, and growing them into maturity to become more like Jesus. So the question is, what is your next step in, in growing with Christ? Um, it may be that if you don't understand what that means, to trust Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That's okay. We've got people here that can explain that, can work, uh, walk you through that. So if you're curious about that today, um, please go to the Next Steps desk after, and we'll definitely connect you with someone that, that can um, work through that with you. Um, if you do understand what that means, but you haven't taken that step yet, you haven't trusted and surrendered uh, to depend upon the Lord as your Savior, Pray that you make that step uh, today, if not sooner. If you need to learn how to read your Bible or to pray, if you'd like help in that area, uh, we can help you with that. So ask at the Next Steps desk. We can connect you with, with people that can help you work through that. If you're interested in going on a mission trip, uh, inquire about that at the Next Steps desk, and, and we can connect you and tell you about opportunities that we have coming up uh, next year. We want you to take whatever your next step is with us. We want to come alongside you. We want to support you. We want to pray for you. We want to love you and help you grow in that relationship with Christ. If you would um, join me in prayer, let's go to the Lord. <coughs> Father, as we humbly approach your throne of grace. In Jesus' name, Lord, we praise and thank you for who you are. You are the one true God. You 
always in control. You are just, you are faithful, you are loving, and you are merciful. As creator of all things, you spoke and commanded physical light into existence. You create supernatural light in the soul and deliver believers from the kingdom of darkness to your kingdom of light by your mercy and grace through faith that Christ Jesus is Lord. Your word is clear. All of us have sinned and we must have your forgiveness to be in relationship with you. As we forgive those who sin against us, and as we repent of our own sins, as we turn to you, we put to death what belongs to our sin nature. Forgive us, Lord, of our sins and cleanse us from our unrighteousness. Heal our hearts, Lord, to seek eternal things, to seek your will from your holy word and be renewed in knowledge living faithfully to you and the Spirit for your glory. Thank you, Lord, for our core value of meaningful membership. May we all remember that each one of us must do our part in the work of the ministry, building up the body and pressing on to maturity. I pray we all remain faithful to our binding covenant to love, serve, support, care, and submit to one another as we fulfill Christ's mission. Father, we pray for those that do not know Jesus as their Savior, for our family members, for our loved ones, for our friends and our neighbors, for co-workers and classmates and teammates. We pray that you'll bring them to yourself, Lord, according to your will. Lord, we pray for the nation of Israel and those around the world impacted from war and violence, turmoil and evil, especially those that have lost or missing loved ones. We pray for your sustaining protection for those in the face of adversity. We pray that you will reveal yourself to the multitudes that do not know you according to your gracious will, Lord that they will come to you with their agony, with their heartache, exhaustion and burdens, and you will give them rest for their souls. Lord, we pray for the sick and the weary. We have a, a number within our own church body that uh, we bring to you. We pray that you continue to be with Emily as she is in the hospital and healing, recovering preparing to um, hopefully make the transition back home in the days ahead. Just pray that you continue to sustain Dawn and, and Mike as they care for her and uh, for those attending to her at the hospital. Lord, uh, we praise and thank you that Judy is uh, back here with us today. Um, and we know that that's uh, from the power of prayer, Lord, because uh, we had a scare with her and we're just thankful that, that uh, she's through that and back with us. We praise you and thank you for that. Lord, we uh, thank you that Ron is back with us today after his um, broken arm and surgery.
praise and thank you for that and pray that you continue to heal him, give him strength and restore him. Lord, we pray for Wanda as she continues to deal with respiratory challenges, difficulty breathing. We just pray that you would heal her body, sustain her, uh, strengthen her lungs. We pray for Colleen as as she uh, is dealing with health issues, Lord. Uh, Just pray that she'd feel your presence and your peace, as well as Gail uh, in the nursing home. Just pray that you would uh, continue to be with her. And for upcoming surgeries, uh, Milt is going to have a surgery later this month. Just pray that... um, you would keep him healthy, that that surgery would be able to go um, according to schedule, and that uh, it would be successful in the, uh, in the outcome from that, that procedure. In each of uh, these cases mentioned, Lord, I just pray that your will be done. Lord, we pray for Chris and Rhonda Richard, our um, homegrown missionaries in Buenos Aires. Um, as they um, support and encourage the new pastor, and his wife at their current church that they're attending. Just pray that you would um, use them in ways to support and encourage and strengthen this new pastor and this new position. We pray that you would uh, help them uh, be successful with their digital engagement campaign, guide them on the path to take to uh, reach out to the community to bring others into uh, their ministry. I pray that the uh, church plants core group that they have will grow and that uh, you will raise up a leader for that group to lead a new church plant. And Lord, as as Rhonda travels to Virginia to attend the conference, we just pray that you would be with her in her travels and deliver her back to Chris and family safely. We pray that the conference would be beneficial and encouraging to Rhonda and that um, relationships would would be uh, strengthened uh, and new relationships could could come from that. We pray for their English conversation clubs, uh, that they're working to reach out to the community to teach them English. And we praise you and thank you for the missions teams that have been to visit and encourage Chris and Rhonda from uh, Alabama and Georgia. Lord, we thank you for the privilege to come to you and share our hearts with you. We thank you for your love, for your mercy, and your grace. Amen. Our uh, corporate scripture reading is from Psalm 3, beginning, uh, Lord, how my foes increase. There are many who attack me. Many say about me, there is no help for him and God. But you, Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, and the one who lifts up my head. I cry aloud to the Lord, and he answers me from his holy mountain. I lie down and sleep. I wake again because the Lord sustains me. I will not be afraid of thousands of people who have taken their stand against me on every side. Rise up, Lord. Save me, my God. You strike all my enemies on the cheek. You break the teeth of the wicked. Salvation belongs to the Lord. May your blessing be on your people. This is God's holy word. Amen. And let's stand to our feet and rejoice in our Savior, Jesus Christ.
Amen. Amen. If ever I loved you. go into a time of hearing from God's word. Let's make this our prayer that his presence would be among us, helping us to understand and helping us to do Just breathe to me. 
till you came and rescued me. I was bound by all my sin when your love came and set me free. Now my soul can sing a new song. Now my heart has found a by the video that we're in Philippians starting today. So turn in your copy of God's Word or in your devices to Philippians chapter 1. If you want to use the translation that I'll be reading from, it's page 1040, 1040. It's on the left-hand side of your Bible. It doesn't have a number at the top, so you have to you know, dig in, go 1041, and, and look to the left side. So, uh, Or if you want to go the old-fashioned route, go to the Gospels, Go to the right, go past Acts and Corinthians, General Electric Power Company, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians. Okay, there you are. Okay, that's how I learned it in Bible school. That's how I find it in my Bible. All right, find Philippians, and that's where we'll be this morning as we uh, begin. We are going through a season of, of really encouraging us to be in, the, in joy, being joyous in our walk with Christ. And over the next seven weeks, we're going to be looking at how Paul wrote to the Philippian church, how we can have joy in Christ, joy as believers, and how it permeates every bit of our life, and how uh, we as believers can be distracted away from joy, uh, but how if we really truly trust in the Lord and focus on Him, that joy is something that is in the life of every believer. And that's what we're going to talk today about is our cause for joy. So I'm going to read along and you can follow along in your devices or in your copy of God's Word uh, with me. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi, including the overseers and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God for every remembrance of you, always praying with joy for all of you in my every prayer because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. I'm sure of this, that he who started a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Indeed. It is right for me to think this way about all of you because I have you in my heart and you are all partners with me in grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. 
For God is my witness how deeply I miss all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And I pray this, that your love will keep on growing in knowledge and every kind of discernment so that you may approve the things that are superior and may be pure and blameless in the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we need these words today. We need to be encouraged today. And God, I pray that the result of the reading of your word becomes through the encouragement of your saints, the changing of our hearts, the removing of distractions from our desires, and setting our hearts and minds on you. God, I pray as we come to your word that you would change us so that we may never be the same again. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. How many of you get those uh, ad emails? Uh, your email box gets filled with them? All right, I'll just, just me. Okay, great. Um, so I guess I'm the only one that gets flooded with advertisement from emails. Now, some of you, I saw you kind of late to the game there. Uh, but there's, I get all these emails and just inundated with the next sale, the next thing that's coming up. And, and I, I got one uh, not too long ago. There was a sale coming up, and it just said, joy makers up at the top and so it, it listed all these things these joy makers that that you could go and purchase in this special sale it was a list of the new electronics uh, the new travel things the uh, nice wonderful uh, fleece blankets and 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 sweaters and toys and and all this stuff to make your joy complete what I realized in that email is that what they and the rest of the world often sees at is that stuff is the answer to our joy. Look, I love giving gifts. I love planning and thinking through that for my children and for others. And, and I've loved to see the expression on my nephew and nieces and, and all the children when they answer and open their presents for their birthday or, or for Christmas or for whatever occasion. But what I have found very simply and very quickly is after a week, that toy's in the corner or that electronic has dropped and broken and can't be used again, especially those, those cheap drones. I mean, I don't know why we keep buying those things. They, don't, they work for five seconds. They run into the wall and then can't ever use them again. They're like all these different things that we think will bring us joy and it never happens we realize that there's no true gift that brings us joy and our culture often confuses joy with happiness really that email should have said happy bringers or happy makers I guess that's why we have happy meals, right? You're supposed to have a food and a, and a prize in the bottom of the box. But joy is something different. Joy is not based on, on circumstances or uh, uh, something that's temporal. Joy is something that comes from God's unconditional and fierce love for us. It is something that only a believer knows through 
thick and thin through any circumstances that we have a joy a deep deep joy down in our hearts right okay nobody sing that song okay we know that that joy abides in us and it's not a state of being it's a state or a state of emotion it is a state of who we are in Christ Christians are joyous people because of the work of Jesus in our lives and no matter the circumstance we can have joy beyond all people because of the deep abiding of Christ this is the message of the book of Philippians to a people who needed encouragement you know it to this world and our culture that we might say and think there is no way to have joy I mean look at the news look at things that are happening today there's just no way to have joy and often people have two bad ways to deal with this right they say let's uh, joy is not possible our job here on earth is to bear down buckle down there's light at the end of the tunnel and we'll just get through it that's not really what the Bible says of how joy comes others say lower your expectations if you just lower your expectations then the things that will good will bring you joy that lasts just lower them a bit lower them way down so anything good will help keep you joy well that's not how we should be here's what the Bible says that there is a deep abiding joy that is possible through all things, through all circumstances, through Jesus Christ. This joy is possible at all times. And this is Paul writing to the church at Philippi. In around 60 AD, somewhere around there, maybe give a take a little bit, Paul is telling the church at Philippi, you can have joy. Now what we'll learn as he writes this letter they have every reason to think there is no possibility for joy. But Paul is saying joy is not only just a, an option, but it's possible and the heart of every believer. He's saying to them that yes, even though I am writing to this, this letter to you from prison in Rome, you can have joy. Just because, we'll learn later, that there is disunity among a few members in your church there can be joy even though there are missionaries showing up to your church to speak falsely to the gospel there can be joy even though there are people who are using this opportunity of my imprisonment to doubt the fact that I'm an apostle there can be joy friends in all of these joy Paul is saying joy is possible to the believer Friends, you might be struggling with joy in your life today. I, I believe just in a room this size that there probably is a few of us that is struggling with joy, struggling with seeing the joy that is in our marriage or in our school situation or, or in our workplace or just where we are in life. Do you allow your circumstances and situations to control the way that you respond to them or even the people around you as you are struggling brothers and sisters we have the joy of the Lord the, the Bible says one of the fruits of the spirit is 
joy. And because of this, we're going to spend the next several weeks looking at the facets of joy that Paul speaks to the Philippians church, how it permeates our life, and how if we would just focus on what God has shown us through his gospel, joy will be not only possible, but prevalent in our lives. Friend, maybe you're here, directed today, maybe you just scrolled through Facebook and you were, uh, you were doom scrolling and you came across Hebrew Baptist Church and you thought, well, I'll just watch this or listen to this sermon. God directed you here, maybe because you need to have joy in your life. Maybe God providentially actually got your alarm to wake you up this morning to get you here to be in your seat because God knows that you are struggling with joy and that you need to be reminded that joy is important in your life and you've been missing it or maybe you've come from an invitation to a friend with by a friend because you don't have any source for joy you don't have what I have and what many in this room have, a relationship with Jesus Christ, which is the source for all joy. Maybe here today, God is pointing you to joy. And in our passage, we're going to look at two things. The first point is going to be a little longer than the other one, but the first thing we're going to look at is Paul's causes for joy or sources for joy. And then the second thing that we're going to look at is his prayer for joy for us. So number one, if you're taking notes on your bulletin or in your, on your phones or wherever, Paul's reasons, for, Paul's reasons for Paul's joy and for ours. So his reasons for his own joy and should be our joy as well. Well, we get this from the word kara, which is the Greek word that denotes joy, happiness, or gladness. It's used there in verse 4 when he talks about praying for their joy or praise with joy for them this word shows up at five or five or more times in the whole epistle it's a reminder that this word is a a joy that comes continually with a life and a relationship with Jesus and isn't bent on the circumstances that we're in but on Christ this word for joy in verse 4 helps us to see Paul's four sources for joy. And what are they? Well, first, the gospel. He says, I give thanks for my God for every remembrance of you, always praying with joy for, you, for all of you in my every prayer, because if your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Now we're going to separate that first verse just to kind of see the gospel, which we'll see over and over and over again in this epistle is Paul's main source for joy. So the first thing, his source, is the gospel. The gospel is the good news that according to the scriptures, Jesus died for our sin, that those who believe in him will not die but have eternal life because he didn't stay dead, but three days later rose again from the dead and is now seated at the right hand of the Father. It is our trust and faith in Jesus' work. This good news comes to all of us. And if we need any reason, if we are down in the dumps for anything, we can always go to the cross of Jesus and say that we have joy. It is the same gospel that Paul preached to the jailer in Acts chapter 16. 
in chapter 16 31 he said they said believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved you and your entire household what is the story of Paul and and Philippi well go back to Acts chapter 16 not right now later go back to Acts chapter 16 and you will see that he comes and he gives the gospel message to Lydia and Lydia believes she is baptized but because of this preaching of the gospel he is jailed and because of this miraculous thing he is released out of jail but in this the church at Philippi is born the gospel changes lives and friends this is the good news that we all have that the gospel changed our lives for the better we know that there was a point in our life that we did not understand the gospel or the need of the gospel for ourselves but God opened our eyes so that we may believe and because of that we were changed by the work of Jesus friends this is good news and all of this helps us to remind ourselves that we have joy in the work of Christ Colossians 1 21 through 22 says once you were alienated and hostile in your minds as expressed in your evil actions but now he has reconciled you by his physical body through his death to present you holy, faultless, and blameless before him. These verses remind us of this miracle that happened in our lives. That we were alienated, hostile to God even. But God, who is rich in mercy, sent his son. And because of this work in us, we now are reconciled made holy, faultless, and blameless, and have eternal life through Jesus. Friends, this is what brings us joy. No matter what we feel or what is going on, no matter how we might be distracted by Satan, discouraged by life, we have the gospel that saves. What changed in our life? Well, friends, the wrath of God is removed. The greatest obstacle to joy in the universe is that God's wrath was poured on us or we owed the wrath of God because of our sin. But because of the blood of Jesus, Jesus stepped between and took the wrath of God for us. Our separation from God was overcome. We were separated from God not only in our, our sin, but separation and distance and relationship. But because of Jesus, our alienation being far away, we have been brought near to God. Our redemption was purchased through his blood, forgiveness for trespasses, and the guilt and the burden of sin that would be an obstacle of joy to us is now on Jesus' payment at the cross. We have our righteousness secured. We think that we are pretty decent people and, and good people, and, but we know that the Bible says there's not one righteous, not one of us. And we don't have any righteousness to commend ourselves to a holy God. So what did God do? He sent his son, 2 Corinthians 5, 21. For our sake, God made him to be sin who knew no sin, that we might become the righteousness of God. We received the righteousness of Christ so we could stand in perfect righteousness before God. Perfect. Death is defeated. I mean, talk about a killjoy, right? Death. I mean, death is the end of joy. 
knowing that death is the end of what we have and having no hope, no way to overcome it, knowing that it's barreling down like a locomotive on our lives, that is a killer of joy. But in Christ, he defeated death, amen? And because of that, we have joy in Jesus, and guess what? It'll never stop. It'll never stop. And our life is renewed. Our spiritual deadness in our soul is no longer an obstacle to the all-satisfying happiness in Jesus. Our spiritual deadness has been transformed to beauty and the spiritual loving of Christ. It is though that we loved all the worst foods. You probably have a food right now that comes to your mind that as soon as you it touches your tongue that you just bleh. In your deadness of spiritual life, it, it is like that you had a taste or a desire for the worst foods in life. But the Spirit changed you and you were made new and you desired good things. The, the thing that comes to your mind that says, what's your favorite food that touches your mouth? And you're, oh, this is exactly what, it, this is exactly what life is all about. You, I went from deadness to sin and, and, and wanting and desiring broccoli and awful things, but the Lord woke me up to Krispy Kreme and, and now I'm a new person. Okay, that's not good. Probably not the best example. But we know exactly what God did in our life. We, de we desired the things that were worse for us. Pride, sin, envy, things of deviant desires, things that we know didn't bring us life. But God changed us in the gospel. And now we desire him above all things. We desire him and all the good things, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness. And so all those things we want now because of what Jesus has done in our life. Brothers and sisters, this is great joy. Hallelujah. If you do not have this joy, Brother, sister, be reminded of the work of the cross. It is a miracle. I know it's a miracle in my life. I know it, it, it can only be explained by the work and gift of God. And friends, the same can be said by you. If you are lacking joy, look back to the cross. Brother and sisters, this is great joy. And if you don't have this source of joy, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, you know, come, I'll be around the next steps table and I'll, I'll, be, I'll encourage other people to just go somewhere else and just you and I can talk about the gospel of Jesus Christ. See one of the other elders or see a life group leader or just talk to the person next to you. I'm sure all of us would be glad to tell you how to trust in Christ today. And in that relationship with Jesus, you will find everlasting joy. Not only do we find joy in the gospel but partners in the gospel there's a lasting joy that comes knowing that there are people with you arm in arm for the gospel that is what he said there in verse uh, 
5, because of your partnership in the gospel. Well, this word is a word that maybe you've heard before, koinonia, which is fellowship, but the, the word means to share or participate in. This is a participating in a deep mutual love and support. This is a partnership that comes to people who are in and dwelt with the Holy Spirit. This is something only believers can experience. A deep, lasting encouragement and relationship together. And this, as we commit to ongoing partnership with other believers, God uses the relationships to deepen our faith and reveal more of himself. And this is what Paul experienced. He said, what's the source of his joy? The gospel, but what else? My partnership with you, Philippians. What we did together, what you are doing now, this partnership is a source of joy. And pursuing the work and call of God with others gives us reason for joy. What was the sources for joy that Paul talks about? Well, he talks about that when he was being jailed, when he was being flogged. She, back in Acts chapter 16, when, when Paul was put into prison, the Philippians church, they, they were brand new believers. They could have hightailed and run. They could have said, oh, this is not for me. Wash my hands of this Paul fella, and I'm out of here. But what did they do? They stood with him to the end. They financially supported him. They sent money, it records, to Rome where he's in prison so that he might be sustained. You see, prison in those days were not funded so you had to fund yourself. If you didn't have someone nearby in the prison to come bring you food or that you were wealthy, that you could pay for the jailer to bring food for you, you would starve. And here the church was sending money so Paul could be in, even nourished in prison. It says that he, they were prayed for him regularly. I, I mean, as, as a pastor, the best thing that I get is a text message from someone, Pastor, I'm praying for you today. And I know Paul was saying his partnership of the church of Philippians that he was being prayed for. They sent his pastor to encourage him. We learn Epaphroditus, the pastor, even though Epaphroditus actually to his own life was almost killed, he made it there with the funds, encouraged him in his presence, and helped him along. And then it says that your partnership in the gospel that you are continuing on while I am not there. This is the partnership of the gospel that Paul is saying, what I taught to you, what Jesus gave to me, you are now sharing to other people with the gospel. And that brings me great joy. If you ever want to give any pastor anything for Pastor Appreciation Month, you tell them, Pastor, I shared the gospel this week. And you see how high they jump and float for the rest of the day because we know that the gospel is moving and something is growing in our partnership together and that's the ultimate reward knowing that the partners in the gospel sharing the gospel together jerry bridges observed that biblical community then incorporates this idea of an active partnership and the promotion of the gospel and building up of believers Friends, what is this? Jim prayed for it today. Meaningful church membership. That's what we receive 
when we commit to one another. Partners in the gospel all along for life to share the gospel together across northern Kentucky, to be encouraged and prayed for. Friends, this brings us joy to know that we have a family of believers partnering with us in the gospel. Friends, it, it brings me joy when I know when my two little kids come to church on Sunday and they get hugs from all these people who love them like Jesus. It is encouraging to me that I can partner with a church that my teenage son hears the gospel every Sunday, the same gospel that we talk about when we're at home. It is encourage, encouraging to me that when I need encouragement or I need accountability, there are people in my life in the church that helps me. It is encouraging to know that I have partners in the gospel in the church. And friends, if you may have had a bad experience in church, you may have, you may have been out of church for a while, or maybe you are on the outside of church membership and looking in, friends, you will not receive the greatest of joy until you commit to meaningful church membership and that you commit to one another. We have many other wonderful partners in the gospel. We pray for a partner every Sunday. One of our partners across the globe or part of the United States, our network of churches, Southern Baptist churches, and make this gospel partnership even greater. But this should bring us joy. We as believers have partners in the gospel. Even when something might be happening right now that, that keeps us from from doing something that we would like to do, there's another partner carrying it out. I might be sick today, but I know there's a partner in the gospel who's working on my behalf. I might be in a time of discouragement in my life, but I know there's a partner in the gospel somewhere pressing on, and I need to press on too. Brother and sister, this joy gave, this, this hope gave joy to Paul, and it should give joy to us as well finally we see the source of joy being confident that God will carry his work to completion that God would carry his work to completion verse 6 it says I am sure that he who started a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ this is a profound statement from someone who's in prison. Paul saying that I have joy because God is going to work. But God is going to continue the work. I'm not discouraged that I'm in prison. God, I am sure, is going to continue his plans, his purposes, in completion through me and you. Paul was assuring the Philippians that the work, the long-term fellowship, will continue. That all of this will not be discouraged even by circumstances that might seem that it would stop. Paul is saying that he is absolutely confident that the good work of the gospel partnership will succeed. Friend, you can have hope in this. No matter what circumstance, bad situation, whatever you're going through, God will complete the work that he has in you. He sovereignly brought the gospel to you and you were saved. God will sovereignly bring you and bring you into glory one day in heaven. 
God is not going to be thwarted. God will not be stopped. And you can have confidence that no matter what is going on, his saving work is working through you. So you might be going through discouragement right now, but be assured God is working. First Peter even talks about this in verse 8 and 9 of chapter 1. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though not seeing him now, you believe in him. And you rejoice with an inexpressible and glorious joy because you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Friends, there is always an eye to the future that we know God is at work Paul talks about the day of Christ until the day of Christ. He talks about the bride that will be brought together of the believers to Christ. The temple being completed. A new humanity. God is restoring what we lost in, in Genesis through his people. God did not just say in the garden, oops, I don't know what we're going to do now. He, he didn't think when the tower of, people were building the tower of Babel, I don't, I'm not going to be able to handle this one, guys. God was not thwarted and will never be. He will work his plans for his glory and our good to completion. And a source of joy for us is if we fail, we know that God is at work. When I reflect on my 45 years plus in Christ, I could be discouraged by the times that I fail, or the times that I'm messed up. But that would mean me putting too much hope in my own work. My hope is in God. I'm not confident in my goodness. I'm not confident in my character. I'm not confident in my history. I'm not confident in my reverend doctor persona. I'm confident in God. And I'm confident that one who brought Lydia to faith to the jailer to faith, to the saints at Philippi, and to me, the, the one who began the good work will be, keep it to completion until that day. This is a promise to all of us, every man, woman, and child who turns to Christ Jesus. So we have sources for joy. So when we start to be distracted, we know that we have hope in these things. And let me just close quickly with this second point Paul's prayer for the Philippians joy and the ours what is his prayer it is for us to change our loves in verse 8 it says for God is my witness how deeply I miss you but and I pray this is verse 9 that this that your love will keep on growing in knowledge of every kind of discernment so that you may approve the things that are superior and may be pure and blameless to the day of Christ now what is this Paul is praying that we change our loves that we reorder our loves not to the things of this world but to God and the gospel and how do we know? Because he says, I pray for your love. Friends, it's a heart, our hearts are idol factories, as someone said. The heart is what we love. What we love directs what we do. He instead wants our love to be guided by insight and fellowship. What we worship is what we live for. What we live for is what we worship. And when we love things that are temporary, things that will 
doubt that will that will fail we are setting ourselves up to not have joy but Paul is saying have your love on things that are superior things that are better he is pointing us to be guided by insight and knowledge to show that our loves must be on things that never fail Paul lived his life this way if he had lived for his own comfort if he lived for success in ministry if he lived for his reputation in front of others if he lived for popularity in this world if he lived for physical safety he couldn't find joy in a prison cell but instead his love was set on Christ and he says this is what I'm praying for you so brothers and sisters that's what I will pray for you and you pray for me my loves will not be on things that fail but on the things of joy John Piper says God destroys what makes your happiness fail and he reveals and displays what makes your happiness full Christ died and rose again to make your happiness possible to make himself your happiness which means that you are experiencing the power of the gospel when you are enjoying the Christ of the gospel the life that drinks most deeply at the well of the gospel is the life that displays the most clearly most clearly the worth of Christ in the gospel the life that glorifies God's work most fully in the gospel is a life of unremitting pursuit of Jesus as your all satisfying treasure brother and sister are you treasuring Christ are you treasuring his kingdom are you treasuring him because in him you will find great joy we're going to examine this over the next seven weeks but I challenge you today where are you receiving your joy from if you're receiving it from the wrong things you're never going to have joy but if you're receiving it from Christ you will have endless joy there were some Arabs that came to Paris in after World War One, and, and their friends thought that the, what they wanted to see was the great sights, the, the Louvre, the Ark of Triumph, Napoleon's tomb, all these wonderful things. But you know what surprised them and excited them the most? Their faucet in their bathroom. They spent hours just turning it on and off. They had never seen this type of architecture or engineering or that knowing that water could come so easily they said it's so dry in Arabia we we don't know how we're to get this so so they spent some time there and as they were trying to leave you know what they found them doing trying to take their faucet with them they thought that if they took the faucet that they would have what they wanted friends I think often that we try to bring our joy thinking that it's going to flow from something else but unless brothers and sisters we're connected to Christ we'll never have lasting joy believer renew your joy in Christ find your soul treasure and find your value in him but friend if you're here and don't know Jesus may you look to him be saved and find everlasting joy 
Brothers and sisters, God is our true source of joy, and may we seek him. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we ask you this morning that you would come and show us yourself, that we would find great joy in you. That, Lord, I pray that as we think through the things that we try to find joy in, that we find our source is not you, that we would repent of it, run away from it, instead be connected to you and your son Jesus where everlasting joy comes from I pray this for all of us today in Jesus name amen amen isn't it good news to know the one who began a good work in us will bring it to completion would you stand to your feet and let's rejoice in that fact as we sing he will hold me fast When I fear my faith will fail, Christ will hold me fast. When the tempter would I could never keep my hope through life's fearful path, for my love is often cold. He will hold me fast. He will hold me fast. He will hold me fast. For my Savior.
here in just a minute uh, but guests we're glad that you're here uh, we hope again as uh, uh, Pastor Jim reminded us that you uh, fill out that connect card if you're a new person today a guest a new guest first time here go by the next steps desk get your gift it is a good gift I know the gift it's a mug and a great book so go get it because you want it today uh, so make sure that you do it uh, today and we want to be connected to you they'll answer all the questions you might have uh, there at the next steps desk today is gospel to every home from four to six uh, we'd like to have groups that do prayer child care and teams so we hope that you come today from four to six uh, also coming up at the end of the month we have two family focused events we have a family movie night on friday night uh, it'll start by 7 o'clock. We also have the trunk or treat uh, today, uh, sorry, on Sunday, the 29th from 4 to 6. We have a great sign-up already. We have over 20, but man, I'm praying right now for over 30. So give me 30. If you haven't done a trunk or treat or uh, want to pair with somebody, make sure you go sign up before you leave today. Uh, we will have over 600 people. And maybe uh, uh, the fa family movie night that's on the 27th, uh, they're actually having a trunk or treat across the street uh, that night. So that might bring a whole lot of people or maybe not anybody but we'll find out uh, we hope that you come and invite someone and maybe you hit the trunk or treat and then come over to the movie night uh, you could do that as well we do want to make sure that you're aware of the spiritual warfare conference with chuck lawless you've seen the the, the slide for that we are so excited uh, dr lawless has written books on this trains missionaries through this seminary students and he's coming to give us two hours on uh, sunday night november 5th make sure that you come child care will be provided and we'll do signups for that starting this week also though if you want to be a part of meaningful membership and be a part of a new uh, our hebron baptist church or just want to explore that greater uh, uh, we will be having our starting point new members class November 5th, uh, that morning from 9 a.m., so it's a little different, a little earlier, 9 a.m. to 10.15 uh, to for three weeks in a row. So you need to try to be at all three of those if possible, or if you can only get two of those, then we can catch up that third one uh, on offline. But please sign up today at the Next Steps desk. You have to get some information there to be a part of it. And we will provide child care, but you need to sign up and let us know about that. Also, the last thing Please uh, help us uh, in uh, bringing coats or buying coats for kids. These are kids uh, that go to Thornwild uh, Elementary and some other things uh, that they can, um, that they need winter coats. 
some of them are their brothers and sisters. And so we hope that you will come and that you will uh, grab a leaf off the tree that's that wooden leaf, uh, a wooden tree across the way. Get that. Make sure, this is very, very important what I'm about to say. Go to the sign-up sheet right next to it on the bulletin board and sign up beside your number. There's like, mine was 52, and I had to put Sean Dobbins on beside it so that we, if, if we don't have your coat, we can hunt you down is basically what we need you to do that for. Uh, but make sure that you sign up and do that. Uh, get a coat. And, Kay, when do they need to be back by? October 26th. So, okay. So make sure, well, that, that's the 29th, actually, the last Sunday. Yeah, you were right the first time. So bring it by the trunk or treat day. So that's what you need to bring. So uh, coats for kids, make sure you take it today. You have an announcement? One more last thing that uh, I'm surprising Sean with. The finance team met and, and wanted to give you an opportunity, uh, especially right before we take up offering, uh, to, to give a special gift. This is a special love offering uh, over and above your tithes and offerings uh, in support of our staff. So I'm one of the lay pastors. That means that, that um, I, I do not have to depend on the church for providing for my family. Uh, but for those that are staff members that have to do that, this past year, as many of you know, uh, we did not give them a cost of living increase uh, as, as just a matter of stewardship for, for our finances while we stabilized in finances. Uh, we've been progressing along well financially. Uh, but unfortunately, we've not been able to give them the, 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 the cost of living increase that, um, that many have needed in their lives. So um, we do have in the budget a staff gift that is a nominal amount uh, respective to the cost of living increase. So what I wanted to give you all the opportunity for the next month, uh, either through the offering right on your envelopes, uh, additional gift for the staff. Um, or on the online giving in the memo line, you can do a special offering, and in the memo line, say this is just a, a love offering gift for the staff. And then that way we can take that and add that on to the gift that we had already planned to the staff uh, and, and hopefully bless them in, in, a, in, a, in a way that would, would be good for them as we wrap up the year. So just wanted to make that announcement. If you've got any questions about the church finances, please let us or one of the finance team know. I'd uh, be happy to share that with you. With that said, we have the opportunity to worship God through our giving, so let's pray as we do that. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the opportunity to give. Because you have commanded, because you have blessed us and shown us to be, uh, shown generosity to us, to changing us through the gospel. Uh, we should be generous of all people, so give us the opportunity. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to give back to you and your kingdom purposes and plans. So, Lord, we, we ask that as we give today, we think about all the ways that we connected to gospel partners to support them all over the globe for, through our faithful giving. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to show you how much you're worth to us. In Jesus' name, amen.